Welcome to another must-hear Sing Second Podcast. This might be the resident of all resident podcasts, as today we're going to break down the 2021 and hopefully into 2022, because that means they made a bowl game after bowl the season. old uh, uh, New Year, Nebraska Cornhuskers. But before we get too far into the season, the outlook by positions, maybe even their overall record at what they might finish at, Brandon, the Eagles are playing tonight. Is that what's good? Yeah. Oh, they're flying. The starters looks pretty good for as bad as I've heard that they've been practicing lately. Um, They said that they looked well coached. Executed well. Hurts did some good things out there. And what did their systems look like? Um, so I listened to it on the radio. So the oh. replay's not until later tonight. But from what I've heard, it sounded like a lot of kind of Garrett Hurts on the perimeter, rolling out, play action to maybe open up the run later in games, I think. But were their systems easy to learn but hard to defend? Because wasn't that the, the, the press conference? From, that... Yeah, Nick Sirianni is just a sound bite wizard. <laughs> so when he's not, not t- you know, a few weeks ago he was talking about, they asked him, how are you going to coach your people to be more successful? How are you going to get them better at their craft? And then he just went on a little tangent about the uh, hot dog eating champion <laughs> of the world. And and did they know that it takes an optimum temperature of water to consume with that? And, and he has to take all those things into account to make him the best hot dog eater. Translation, obvious connection to the game of NFL football. <laughs> and so, yeah, it sounds like, yeah. Easy to learn, difficult to master is like the video game people say. So just real quick, early early season, has he started to grow on you yet? Have you been are you part of the, the hive yet? I I'm not very optimistic about their year this year. I think they may win three games, but I do like, like three and thirteen his enthusiasm. It's yeah. growing on yeah. me. And wearing the different like he wore a shirt of the kicker to practice one day. And then one day was another player's shirt. Like, I don't know. He does kind of, I think he'll be fun. And if they start being successful, he'll be really fun to listen to. Yeah. And if they're trash, then I will hate him. And I won't want to hear anything. It's like the, the Rex Ryan paradigm is when it was, when it was going well, he is the best guy to listen to and it started going bad. It's like, this guy's a loon and he's crazy. So absolutely. Totally, totally the same thing. Well, they're currently down twenty-four to sixteen with two minutes to go. On yeah. The well, first half party. when the start when it was stars on starters, they were up sixteen to seven, and then backups did did some turnovers. Some people that'll make the first round of cuts a lot easier, <laughs> and, and that kind of thing. So, first half I was encouraged. I'm curious about uh, my Broncos first two preseason games because they said Drew Locke gets the start in the first game. And then Bridgewater will start the second game. But then does that also mean that they're both going to get a play with the rest of the starters for a big chunk of time? Because that actually might be fun preseason yeah. football to watch if they're going to give them the rest of their starting lineup. I really like preseason. And maybe an unpopular opinion of the people at this table. I found the Hall of Fame 
game, I, I had more fun watching that than any Olympic thing. Like, I, I don't like watching the Olympics. And I was like, I'm more excited about preseason football than watching the Olympics. I've got super strong opinions about the Olympics. I, I think it was just junk because every morning I would wake up and I'd have seven alerts on my phone telling me exactly what I needed to know that ha just happened overnight. Mm -hmm. And then later on in the day, my wife loves the Olympics and we turn it on and whatever it was, I already knew what happened. That, like, that our volleyball the, team. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know what happened. That's the tough part. But for some reason they were able to make sure that the gold basketball and the gold volleyball games were like relatively late enough that everybody across the world could watch it, but not all the other events, which is, it's just tough. Yeah. Cause I generally into the, into the soccer, didn't watch a single game. I honestly couldn't tell you. What's that timestamp? Soccer in the first seven minutes? Uh, I don't know. It's in I, some I tried to watch some system. of the women's, but it's they were at 3 a.m. or 6 a.m. And I couldn't even tell you who won the, the men's side. Just It was just so off. It was bad Olympics. So I'm with you. Although I didn't get to watch the, the first preseason game. We were on vacation. But Saturday, 3, 3 p.m., Broncos and Vikings. Good matchup. Yeah. Teddy Brid Bridgewater's former team, but I don't think he's playing. How do you like them. now? <laughs> Nothing else on preseason football? I was just as uh, Brandon was starting to exclaim, like, might be an unpopular opinion, but I love preseason football. I was just about ready to comment on yours when you said uh, exciting preseason football game to, to see the Broncos play their both quarterbacks. I was just about ready to say under my breath that there was no such thing as exciting preseason football. So interesting. Um, I, I I should I should have said interesting. Curious. Yeah, it is. Uh, I don't know. It's just, the long. Broncos have the longest quarterback intrigue battle. That's just going to lead to neither of them being yeah, any good. Mediocre quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just not into it. Give me get it, get to the season where it matters. Give me to the to the best guys. Uh, very similar to the discussions about uh, watching kind of the the FCS football. Like, I don't need to see guys living out their dream in the preseason just to get cut. Like, give me the, the stud guys at stud positions and let's roll. So, speaking of that, um, my He also watches a lot of Roseanne on Saturdays when college football is going on. So, just take that Waiting for, for what you want. <laughs> I need to see that first Big Ten matchup of Illinois and Maryland. My, yeah, it's actually Illinois and Nebraska. Oh, this week. <laughs> <laughs> My freshman year at Grinnell, our wide receiver coach uh, got cut by the Bengals the year that they had Hard Knocks. And so we watched a couple of those, uh, episodes of the Hard Knocks with the Bengals that year. And so we watched our wide receiver coach get cut. <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> It's like... Uh, one of our players had an internship at ESPN, so he had like special access or whatever. And magically, the receiver coach didn't know we were watching that episode of Hard Knocks until he got there. And magically, we watched him get cut <laughs> on, on awesome. TV in front of the 80 guys on the squad. Do you guys watch that show? I enjoy it. <laughs> that was about the only time I, I've seen it. But it's a fun concept. It's, I mean, obviously. First episode of teams. the Dallas Cowboys came out last night. It was mildly interesting. And I watched Jerry Jones eat breakfast, and he puts a shit ton of salt on his breakfast sandwich. Oh, hey, might have to edit that out. 
he a did, lot. He of, just dumped it on there. It was weird. That is pretty weird. Interesting show. Yes. Anyway. Kyle, what's good? Uh, overall health. Uh, this past weekend, <laughs> my, uh, my entire family had a little stomach bug go through. It started with my son, Leo. Woke up uh, middle of the night, crawled into bed. Shirt was a little wet. Thought he just drew a little bit in, in his sleep. And then the, the excitement started. Had uh, a couple of little throw-up accidents in, in the bed. So at 2 in the morning, we were doing laundry, stripping clothes. And, and that night, he was actually sick. So I, I stayed up from, I don't know, even really know if I fell asleep very hard and he was down there stayed up till about five thirty, six o'clock so my wife could sleep and it was rough kind of seeing the little guy just kind of struggling it's his first time he's actually really sick and obviously throwing up was new to him he was scared but he started to get better and the next day my wife got sick so then it was me and the boys trying to survive a day without mom couldn't get out of bed she started getting better and my mind was like, well, I never get sick, so things over. That next day, it's, it hit me. And so it just one after another domino effect. And today was the first day in about a week that I felt felt right. So nice. overall health is, is rising, rising in our house. And, uh, yeah, that's what's good. Just in time for the kickoff to the new school year. And you, and you wanted to record this podcast late at night you don't want to feel like going to sleep i do i really <laughs> really do waking up he actually threw up a little bit last night but i think it's more milk induced than sickness oh. and so i actually kind of got a, a little shorter briefer version of it last night and waking up at uh 5 for our morning practice was a bit of a challenge this morning so we're we're running on fumes but tomorrow's friday I uh, got the weekend uh, recharged, which is exactly what I'm going to do, and enjoy it. I bet you don't feel recharged when you show up to work on Monday. I'm pretty well. <laughs> Monday, yes, because I won't have to, to have very many dealings with kids. Tuesday, <laughs> I'll, I'll probably be next door in your room complaining a little bit. But, uh, Andy, Andy, you're a true hero. Yeah, Andy, what's up? What's good? Yeah. Deep yeah. inhale. Yeah, great, great question. Uh Nothing's really bad if if that's where we're going with this. What's going to be? Oh, it's going to be next day. Okay. I got I got a good one. Okay. Danny, yeah. what's good with you? <laughs> no. 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 Danny prefaced the, the oh, start of the podcast that he had a good one, so I thought we, I'd just say it, that it's going to oh, be okay. it's going to be weird, and I want to see if you guys even know what I'm talking about, but I want to hear Andy's because he. He seems to be flailing around trying to find something good. Yeah, I, it's the first week of football is almost over. Uh, How about the fact that you and your wife are co-workers? Danny, what's good? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's interesting. It was, it was kind of weird the first day uh, when we went back to school and had our little bash. And she was there. And then in the afternoon, she was like lingering around the office because she was doing stuff at the high school with uh, the other people in her department. But... Uh, she insured me. That's probably one of the only times she'll see him at the high school. So it's, it should be all clear after that. Hey, what's good? I think it's a pretty cool deal. Well, your wife's about the only one who uh, is not in the club. That is true. Yep. Separate occupation. Hit up Salon Calidora for all of your uh, 
all of your salon and, and haircutting needs. Use that is a pay. bank card. To that is true. They do. They do take the Nebraska land bank card. Two, uh, two, two paid sponsors in one little yeah. clip. There, nice guys. We're really getting good at this. By the way, a big shout out and thank you to Nebraska land bank for uh, sponsoring our drinks and snacks tonight uh, as we head into the school year. Speaking of heading into the school year, go Before ahead. Before you go, though, I just you, you're always looking for new sponsors, and you brought up Salon Colador. I just want to give Steel Construction also a little shout out, just for the the hard work of putting up a little particle board and <laughs> keeping in some, keeping out that hot hot summer air in Salon Calador after they got the new drive-in window put in. Yeah, if you're if you're from around town, you probably know that. Uh, the salon did take a, a hit from a minivan. Literally, uh, <laughs> what? I as it was malfunctioning. I didn't know anything about oh, yeah. that. Van pulling in the park in front of the salon and just went in right into uh, the waiting area. Uh, How did you find out? Did you have a haircut that you actually went to this time? Or? Yeah, yeah, we got Gosh. a couple haircuts I think since then. Nice. Yeah, I had been there and then I went home and then my wife called and she's like, "Can you come back?" <laughs> Like, what's going on? Well, someone actually just drove through the front of the salon. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the uh, the emergency team, the EMTs, they showed up very quickly. And actual shout out to uh, to Steels. They were, when, when we called, they were there within five minutes and had the whole thing fixed up and wow. with, with a matter of hours. So the work at the salon continues. And... Uh, yeah, don't hesitate to, to head on down there. We've all been been there recently. In that fresh school year cut. <laughs> yeah. It's hard for me to get one squeezed in because I'm not a paying customer. But <laughs> Two turns you away. Yeah. Speaking of back to school, so uh, my, my son is in sixth grade, and he's going to be riding the bus to school this year. And just talking to my sister-in-law, uh, who's who's married to my wife's brother? She's she's young, like like you two young guys, and just kind of talking about the bus and stuff. And she says, "Oh man, I remember riding the bus to school for like like three years straight. It was so fun. We messed around. We had a good time. We just we gleeked all over each other." <laughs> I said, "What?" She's like, "Yeah, I remember gleeking." So that's my question. <laughs> you guys remember gleeking? I yeah. could never gleek. Yeah, I, could, I, I, I hadn't like, thought about that yeah. for like 25 years. You know what we're talking about? No, it is over my head. I don't even know what you're it's talking about. Like, gleeking like, is where you do this thing with your tongue like, where water or saliva squirts like out from yeah. underneath your tongue like some sort of a lizard. Like the TCU horn frog yeah. only, uh, with the spit. I could do it right now, I promise you, because I was pretty good at it. But I could never, I like that was her memory. That, that was her memory of riding the bus in middle school was gleeking, and it just what a great <laughs> word too. I can't stop thinking about it. And then I started doing it a few times. So this is where this is like sometimes we do checks to see if anyone actually listens to the podcast. So um, oh. if you're listening and you're familiar with the gleek, uh, give us give us a text or something just to. If you could shoot us a video of you yeah. leaking and find some way to measure like how far it goes, like you set out some paper on a table and measure it in inches, I yeah. would be curious to know 
if any of our listeners can gleek as far as you. I'll say that could be like. Well, and it's also probably YouTube. super frowned upon right now, given our current <laughs> health, uh, health and safety <laughs> circumstances. So. I don't recommend maybe you're, maybe you're into green or yeah. possibly yellow. Yeah. Well, we had and they have to wear masks on the bus this year, oh, so yeah. that'd be a bad gleek yeah. right into your mask. We went from the Delta variant to the gleeking variant. So apparently in Cody, they didn't do this because everyone, no. everyone at the table knows what we're talking about. I've you're just over really, here. We were a little bit more civilized <laughs> apparently. the northern part of Nebraska. Uh, did all of you guys have like non-athletic bus ride experiences? Never, no. That yeah. wasn't wasn't a thing here back then. Douglas, yeah. we had buses. Like everything spread far apart, yeah. so bus was a part of the life. Just uh, I always wish. Like nowadays, I wish we had a lot of busing because all the schools that bus, get more if snow it snows days. like an inch, they're get late start or yeah. Uh, little little shout out, Cody and Kilgore two. Two towns I'm very familiar with. One has the elementary, one has the high school, 15 miles apart. So from kindergarten to sixth grade, I bust 15 miles in the morning, 15 miles in the afternoon. So, Cross time zones too, didn't yeah, you? Uh, not quite. Oh. Kilgore is about a mile and a half away from the old time zone. So what uh, a we had a lot of bus experiences, but no, no gleeking. All busing, no gleeking, yeah. which is the dumbest word. Like someone just made that up. To describe the saliva coming out from well, now it's a fan of the show Glee, so yeah, that's it's like it's it's way like Glee Club. Like I was I was a little. You guys ever watch uh, Jalen and Jacoby or listen to it on ESPN? Very few. Times. They do this thing that's called cultural or regional, and so I was actually kind of curious if gleeking was a cultural thing or a regional thing, and I don't it's even. In Wyoming. Yeah, so so it goes like this. Yeah, it follows Cherry the North Platte. And it's yeah, not by age, because Andy knows knows about the Gleek. It follows no. the North Platte River. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, never never heard of it. But you know I will, how they have those maps like on Facebook. Yeah. And it's like these yeah, people go to Walmart. Yeah. This is like Gleek territory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, if if anyone was listening five minutes ago, they're definitely not now. I I would just say apart from that, I I'm never ready to, for the school year to start or go back to school because obviously the one reason that people become teachers is for summer break. <laughs> but uh, break. just the little, like, kind of getting back in the routine, I do enjoy. And the other day, first day back, I got up, told my wife goodbye, I gave her a kiss, told my daughter goodbye, gave her a kiss, and my daughter turns on, she's like, can't believe that I'm up this early. <laughs> it's like, what? What are you doing? Where are you going? I can I have some chocolate milk? <laughs> I said, oh, I gotta go. And so then she turns to my wife and she's like, Where's Dad going? And my wife says, uh, Oh, he's he's got to go to work. And I turn around as she's saying it and see her like literally like dancing in the hallway <laughs> because she's celebrating the fact that I'm out of the house and going back to work and have a normal schedule for the week so that's a lot right there folks. it's just a little comfort and knowing i'm gonna show up at whenever i do in the morning and about five to ten minutes after that kyle's gonna walk through my classroom <laughs> yeah. to his classroom and that is the, my best best part of the day yeah. not ever using my key and saying good morning <laughs> no no it's the time and it that means that college football season is upon us we're about what twenty days out, roughly. 
two and a half, three weeks until the kickoff of the 2021 Husker football season. Uh, we're going to find out real fast how good Nebraska will be because they play the Week Zero game, one of five games or so. And obviously, Week Zero kind of bleeds into Week One, and there's 10 days worth of football kind of in a row there. But Week Zero, we go to Champaign, Illinois to play the Fighting Illini, um, a game that for a while we were underdogs. Now we're, we're, we're turning the corner. We're favorites by a touchdown, did you say, Danny? Yep, seven points. Uh, a team that we surprisingly lost to by two, two scores, three scores last year, and so can't really say a, a revenge game for, for the Illini against the Illini. That's... That doesn't sound like Husker football to they me. They beat us, and then their coach got fired still. Yeah, that's where we're at as a program, you know. Um, but I, I, just to start off, I think it's funny how some people say, well, we can't use the COVID year. But then when we talk about Nebraska football, that doesn't that's not a real argument. It's uh, They didn't do well last year. Why would they do good this year when other teams have unexplicable losses or things like that? It's like, well, I can't count COVID. and So it's just interesting how – Huskers can't win with yeah. COVID talk. Yeah, or in football games. Or in, or in football games. games. Or in bowl games when we choose not to go to them. But well, I'm I'm ready for it. You know, they you, you're starting to hear a little bit more buzz, a little bit more uh, news out of camp. I'm I'm getting getting excited. Is there an aspect that you're most excited for? Uh, just fans in the stands, a little yes. normal. College football Saturdays tailgates. I'm I'm hoping to get invited to a couple of uh, Danny Whitney backyard uh, football watching parties just because uh, it's that time. It's about that time. Now you usually go to a game or two a year, right? Or at least yep. you have in the past. Is that on your radar this year? Or? Oh yeah, yeah. I'll I'll definitely find my way down to the game. We. We still have a couple of ticket possibilities, and if not, I'll just uh, I'll just purchase one. There's a couple of games on my my radar. Uh, I always like trying to go to the big ones because, although you obviously have a, a higher chance of, of seeing them lose, there's nothing like being in Memorial Stadium on a big win. Like I'm pretty sure we're gonna be able to handle Fordham, and I still love going to Husker games no matter who and where they're playing, but watching them play a big time opponent, there's just there's a better vibe in the stadium and more buzz. So I'll try to find one. I love going down and uh, watching them play Michigan State, but down is in the East Lansing. Uh, not a Northwestern fan. I'll probably pass on that game, but I don't know. I was at the Hail Mary game. Michigan, the one that we didn't score, but they gave it to us. That no, it was Ron Kellogg. To, I know that's uh, what I'm saying. Like, I don't think we ever crossed the goal line. Like he caught it, they threw their hands up, and then he like rolled it back into the field. It was a touchdown. Okay. Michigan, October 9th. It's about a week before my birthday. That that's probably got a got an exclamation point or an asterisk by a, a possible attendance by me. But, Honestly, my whole my whole season depends on the first game, and. I know Kyle thinks I have a bad attitude about Nebraska. I would call it a realistic viewpoint, but I I I think it, it's going to be hard for me if we don't uh, look good and win against Illinois for me to still be excited. And 
I didn't realize this until I started looking at stuff a few few months ago. You guys know who Illinois' coach is? Brad Bielema. You know? So I remember having a discussion. I don't know if it was with you guys or it might have been with my brother about what coaches in the Big Ten do you find likable? He's a tool. And, <laughs> and the one that we agreed on was like, oh, Lovey Smith's kind of nice, nice guy. He seems cool. I like that guy. Now he's gone. So we could have a separate discussion of what Big Ten coaches do you find likable. But to me, it, it, it all hinges upon this first game. And now we're favorites. Uh, ESPN's got us as a 64% chance of winning. So I'm going to be extremely disappointed if we – we don't uh, take care of it in the opening game. Well, especially because we're on Fox, the 11 o'clock kickoff on the opening weekend of football. Yeah. Like Bulldogs play at home Friday night. I'm gonna. I got. I got a little thing planned Saturday. Gonna be a little golf outing in the morning, and then uh, watching the game at noon. And and drink your coffee. I would, while you're out there. Or? I would love. I don't know. Just it could be a, an awesome weekend, or I could just be extremely disappointed by. Saturday afternoon. A lot hinges on that first drive off the number one tee box. <laughs> well, well, no, we're playing at the course that I that we play a lot, where I always just hit one into a house on the <laughs> first tee. So, heads up, Chesney. I don't know. You guys still gonna have a good attitude if we if we don't beat Illinois? My allegiance isn't to the Huskers all the time, so I'll I'll be glad to see a good opening drive. A good game. What about resident Husker fan, yeah. Kyle? I I honestly don't have a doubt in my mind that we are going to look good. So uh, I'm expecting, expecting. What if we don't? What if we don't? We. I'll always manage to to find a, a light in the tunnel. We start 0-1. We have two games the next two yeah. weeks. Fordham and Buffalo. Very winnable, and then boom, we're we're two and one going into Oklahoma. Yeah, Sixty so. there, boom, like. Sooner, I yeah, there. That's good. That was it'd be, it'd be, if we were three and zero going into Oklahoma, that'd be super fun. Yeah. Anything other than that, I think I'll just have kind of a negative attitude. Well, do you think if you lose to Illinois, Northwestern doesn't feel good anymore. Minnesota doesn't feel good anymore. Purdue maybe. You need to think Wisconsin, Iowa are more proven than those teams recently. And so magically, you go from projected six and six, seven and five to. Two or a twofer, like that's that's a big difference. Despite my negativity, if we're bowl eligible and six wins, I'll be I'll be super pumped. Progress. That's a, that's my goal for the year. I want to I want a bowl game. Progress. Brandon, cautiously optimistic right now. Looking at the schedule, I think they could win eight games yeah. pretty easily. But if you know if quarterback stays healthy, you know, and they don't have too many pivotal positions because they're just not very deep you know and that concerns me a little bit but I think they could this will be the last year I think that I'm cautiously optimistic and then if it's another year like years past then I'm going to have no no hope anymore because I think this has to be the pivotal year I did put a little thing on Twitter about just seeing if people were excited and so it was a little poll and I just put emoticons, red balloon, corn, football in a stadium. And then underneath that, I said Fairberry hot dog, Valentino's runs up, 
or I don't know what you're talking about. Valentino's. And nobody said, I don't know what you're talking about, which means they were all Husker fans that voted. And yeah, uh, Fairberry Hot Dog and Valentino's tied at 36%, runs at 29%, 0%. Didn't know what we're talking about. I always get two of the three. Every time I go of the three, I get two. And sometimes all three. <laughs> and then maybe I'll throw in a box of popcorn too. See, to me, I, I normally won't go runs a first part of the year, but then a November game, the warm, runs of that yeah. thing will last like 20 times longer than any like pocket warmers. Yep. You just hold that thing <laughs> yeah, up. Do. You know? You carry up that, you like huddle around <laughs> it. Like if Luke Skywalker had that in the second Star Wars movie instead of cutting his animal and living in there and he had a run set, he wouldn't have needed to cut that yep. animal up. You put it in like your... Like your zipper pocket on your jacket oh, or something. Yeah. It's, you could survive in the wilderness. You know, re- in recent years, and I think Brandon brings up a good point, they could go 8-4. and four, They could go 6-6. and six. No chance we win eight games. They could go 4-8. and eight. There's, Nebraska has one of the toughest schedules when it comes to one-score games. They haven't favored very well in them since before Mike Riley. And those one-score games are what turn that that, that – uh, that pivotal point that you're talking about. So, how how can they do that? And uh, if if they accomplish that, they could really get some things rolling, like you mentioned, Brandon. Um, kind of moving along, is there a position group that maybe has been uncertain, or vice versa, has slowly began to build up that you're excited to watch or excited to see change? I feel like there's a lot of talk about our our receivers. But I also don't feel very confident in our guy throwing the ball to the receivers. So it seems to be a little bit of a problem if our if our strong position group is our receivers. Yeah, we're still and I love I love Adrian, but I don't think he's he's just a great thrower. So obviously it's gonna hinge upon our, our run game, but it just kinda makes me a little nervous that I feel like I hear a lot of talk about our receivers, but is that really gonna be a weapon for us if, if we can't deliver him the ball? I don't have like a position I'm excited for, but as far as the unit goes, I thought the defense was pretty admirable last year. And I would like to see how they look this year, maybe, and not so much about what they do different or if they improve, but if the offense cannot put them in bad (laughs) situations, how much better that defense can even look after that well and how many times do you hear coach say as long as an offensive drive ends in a kick in a kick yeah we're, we're probably in a pretty good spot i just kind of going off of brandon i like that was one of the more exciting things and obviously we were very unsuccessful last year in terms of football team but i got really pumped up and jazz that what scott frost is always saying is like we have the right guys in the right spots that want to be here when every single one of those guys that were seniors opted to come back because they do love being a part of the program that much. Now, I guess we'll see if that actually leads to talent, but I do like the way that the linebackers fly around. Jojo Doman, he just got, he has a name that sounds good in a highlight. And uh, when it comes to the receivers, I Is he older than you? Jojo Doman yeah. possibly might be. <laughs> we'll be like BYU. Everybody's like BYU now. But uh, yeah, I, well, we need to talk about we, BYU and, and uh, NIL. But yeah, keep going. We don't have 
the number one guy like we did last year with Wandell, but I think last year that the the sum of the parts didn't always add up to what I thought it should because we were so reliant on Wandell because he was so much better and, and so much more dynamic that we never even thought about going anywhere else where now we don't have that top tier guy that we are going to have to find five or six or seven different targets throughout the game. So I do think that the, the sum of the parts will be, I think better as a whole now on the skill position. So it'll be, it'll be interesting because all you hear about is all the wide receivers, but we've heard that year after year after year, and it just sputters and it sputters. O-line um, seems to, like every year, this is going to be the greatest O-line we yep. had, you know. Uh, but for, for me, that running back position is interesting because we haven't had – our leading rusher last year was Martinez. And uh, Jacquez Yant looked good in the red-white game. And uh, Ramir Johnson, feel like he's been here forever – but he's been hurt all the time. Marvin Scott got a few carries last year, but averaged like 2.5 yards a, a game. Gabe Irvin's a, a true freshman who's kind of turned some heads. Sevian Morrison's been here for a decade, it feels like. Hasn't seen the field because of injuries. Marquis Stepp transfers from USC. I think he's our ho- only and, hope. And so, like, at least we're We're not going to be talking about Yant midseason, I promise you. You don't think so? Looks really slow. Yeah. I honestly think this so might be a year. It's a step yeah. guy, I think. If, if, if we have a good run game, yeah. it's probably going to be oh, him. Yeah. And, and uh, Scott Frost's offense at UCF had three different types of running backs. You had the, the hammer, and you had Otis Anderson as kind of the, the scat guy and things like that. And so having a mix is going to be great, but we actually yeah. we have to have one yeah. to start. I honestly think that this might be a year that – we have good rushing numbers, but we have like four or five different guys that are over four or five hundred yards. Like if we're not going to have a one bell cow kind of a guy. Like it's going to be, hey, feed the hot hand and and see what our matchups are and speed compared to girth. And I don't know. I can see Martinez still being our leading rusher with four or five hundred yards, but I can see I'd it be being fine with that. Highly contested with four or five other guys that are hopefully all averaging between four and five yards of carry. Well, and one last part, and you bring Martinez back up, but a lot of the Lincoln writers are saying that uh, Nebraska may have two draftable tight ends that have caught 20 passes total in the last <laughs> two and a half, three years. And so it's like we have these great assets, a tight end, Austin Allen, who's nine feet tall, and Voklicek, whose dad played for the Huskers and played in the NFL, and then you know, or played for the played for your case. So he's got Nebraska ties, but we don't utilize him. And so is Martinez going to take that next step, and you know, or is he just going to be Martinez that he's he's been? Do you guys think that he that Adrian Martinez has been put in positions to be successful? The the issue I see, uh, just kind of understanding. From his freshman year to what happened his sophomore year was defenses took away his first read. And so Adrian, his freshman year, had great stuff because his first read was there. If it wasn't, he tucked it and ran. He wasn't afraid to run. I just saw on Twitter the other day, like, highlights from his first two games. Yeah. He's just everywhere. Explosive. And then then he got hit. 
And kind of like the old Taylor Martinez, where that first year he was unstoppable. The second year, that first couple games, he was unstoppable. Got tackled. And then you see kind of the true nature of the beast playing a quarterback in a running offense. But is if he can progress and first read's not there, second read's not there, I dump it off or whatever that third progression is, then we see the offense really take off. Which Martinez would you rather have as quarterback this year? Which which Martinez are we talking? talking Ta- toe injury, Taylor. L- late 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 uh, late career Taylor or late career Adrian. Oh God. <laughs> right, Adrian. Or Ron Kellogg. <laughs> the tight end playing. Or Tommy Armstrong. Tommy Armstrong. Tommy. I'd take Tommy. Tommy. <laughs> I just love his bravado, but between the the two Martinez's, I'd take Adrian. Yeah. And I was a big Taylor Martinez fan. You guys remember that K State game? So, fun fact about that game, uh, it was like a Thursday or something yeah. random like that, and that was my freshman year at Grinnell, and I was the only kid from Nebraska on the football team. And it was on national TV, and they sh- crapped all over. And then Adrian took that first run right down the middle for like 60 yards. Like, okay, I like this. Yeah. This is fun. That game and his long t- touchdown run in the Big Ten Championship. How to- long was that play? Because he, like, yeah. he like scrambled. That is awesome. And- Oh, you were was, at that game, weren't you? I was you? at that game. That was, the, that was, I think, the play that I screamed so loud that I did whatever to my vocal box and that made me not be able to speak the entire car <laughs> ride home. So, uh, awesome play. I, I really like Taylor Martinez. It, it's weird how, in the moment, you you start picking at their flaws, and then after those couple years go by, then you, you kind of start only remembering the good times which we're going to have the good times with Martinez, too, because you're going to think back to that first Colorado game and how good he looked, and then one twist of an ankle on a semi-dirty play and kind of wrecked him for a while. But everything that you hear, he looks real healthy, looks real good, and I'm excited. They're actually going to get those kind of, besides Illinois, they're they're finally going to get a full – lead into their season with a couple of hopefully easy wins to get comfortable because he hasn't had that his first two years. First game got canceled because of the rain, and then boom, he's playing Colorado. Well, because of Bill Moose. Yeah. (laughs) And then last year, obviously, all three non-conference games were canceled. So, like, he hasn't had a chance to really, like, feel like he's on top of the world. Like, he hasn't been in Lincoln as the starting quarterback having the entire campus just buzzing because we're 1-0, 2-0, 3-0, like we had been forever playing three non-conference games before. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm into it. Gosh, Danny's turned around. This has been a good podcast. Well, for one game, if, <laughs> yeah. we, if we don't win, then. Back to fun Danny again. Yeah. We got 12 days of fun Danny. I like Adrian. I just don't think he's been put in very good. Very good well, spots. And it's tough when they motion that running back out and go five wide, and you know QB draws coming. Or it's third and medium, and oh. they just come out and empty, you know it's going to be QB draw. And so like, there's some times like that where I look back to who was the backup to Taylor Martinez? Uh, War number 17, Cody Green. Yeah. I feel like he yeah. came in, and you knew it was going to be QB draw because he ran that out of the eight plays you'd get a game, six were going to be QB draw. And so, like, like, obviously, QB draw, you get another run blocker if it's a running back stays in there or he's wide out and someone's got to respect that. But you know, 
he's a running quarterback, so they're not always going to go man-to-man on the outside. Because, it's a numbers game, man. Yeah, you know, and it just sucks when two-thirds of the stadium knows, hey, it's either going to be this or draw, and it's draw. You guys want to make opening game predictions early? Ooh. Yeah, so we just picking, just going to say, you think no. Josh is going to win? Yeah, are we, are we winning the game, Brandon? Yes. Are we covering the spread? Seven points. I don't even care about that. <laughs> I think Nebraska wins by 28. Oh, yeah. smokes. I'm, take, I'm taking a big win. I'll uh, take the win. Obviously, yeah. I think we win because otherwise I'll have a bad attitude. But I don't want that. You want to do win total prediction? Yeah, let, let's just kind of go through and let's see how far, how far our. Well, we start out one and zero, and then I think, obviously, if we think we're one and zero, then we're going to be three and zero. Yep. So, are we all agreeing? Illinois, Fordham, Buffalo, three and zero going uh, into Oklahoma. Future Eagle Rattler, <laughs> first pick of the NFL draft for the Eagles. I I think we better we should be three and zero, and I'll actually be super excited if we are because. We kind of have a tendency to drop one of those. It's where we should be, and like that's that's kind of what you just sent out, Danny. It's we haven't won the games we were supposed to win in the past, and if if we can get to three and zero, maybe that at least means that Oklahoma is only favored by twenty eight instead of thirty five or thirty and a half or whatever it turns out to be. But I don't even that, care. That's if, if, if we're if we're three and zero playing Oklahoma, you think so? Then it'll be seventeen eighteen. I think that's fair. doesn't matter. Uh, we'll lose to them. Yep. So the is anybody State. saying we're we're beating Oklahoma? No. Um, no. No. To to me, Danny's Danny's game of the season turns at, at Illinois. Mine is the next one at Michigan State. Mel Tucker, who we blew it against Colorado, that makes me nervous. See, like, and maybe it was when they had <coughs> D'Antonio that I I honestly felt like even when we thought we were struggling. And Michigan State kind of had a role in Michigan State. It was always going in and beating Ohio State and Penn State. Like, Michigan State is a team, when I say that I always kind of try to pick a good game to go to. I've seen them beat Michigan State in games that I thought had been big games. So that, to me, is going to be where the season, where I kind of either get really excited or just have to continue to kind of keep plugging along. Because if we're 3-1 and win against Michigan State and we're 4-1, and that's when I'm going to start talking myself into being eight and one going into that final stretch. That's Michigan and State's always a funny one though because when D'Antonio no was the coach, it seemed like they were all run heavy, and then we would struggle against the run, and then they would throw it 25 times with Brian the work or whatever. And like it doesn't make sense how they would play against us. But to me, in the past, like when we've talked about like, hey, can Nebraska ever become what Nebraska was? Like. To me, this schedule is, is kind of set up in what you would kind of hope to to see because, like, are we ever going to be able to be top 25 or top five finishes for 10 years in a row like we were? Probably not. But, like, this is how teams do it where, like, you, you think you have a good team and then you just you start churning momentum. You go 3-0 and and then the Oklahoma game is maybe closer than what you thought. Now you're 3-1. and Okay, then you then you start winning, and it's like boom. Now we're winning at Michigan State on the road, and then then we have Northwestern at home, and then oh my God, we're we're five and one, and Northwestern's coming in. Oh, we're six and one going into the Big House back to back games. Oh, we're seven and one, and then you just get on that roll. That's how I'm seeing that too. Yeah, and if you're eight and one after Purdue, 
and then you're looking at Ohio State, Wisconsin, Iowa. Like, granted, that's still three that's of the hardest head. finishing games, but and playing Ohio State and Lincoln has is, is not ever treated us well recently, but like then if you can convince yourself, hey, we're eight and one, we got things rolling, we got momentum, if you can pick up one win out of those last three. Well, I think so, that's what's kind of like that's how you get to a nine and three season and yeah. you're like, oh my God, here we go. Like can now do how we win the national championship. <laughs> No, but that's how I'm not saying that that's how we win the national championship, but that's how that's how you get a team like Minnesota who's had a, a little seven, eight year run where they've been pretty successful because it started with one year just like this where you have five or six games that are essentially at the beginning of the year where you're like, man, like those are toss ups. If we can go three and three or four and two, that's a good year. And then boom, all of a sudden you win all six and yeah then that's how you get eyes on you in terms of recruits because you're like, oh, man, they, Scott Frost does have something going. and I don't know. Like You can look at it the other way, too, and be like, well, geez, yeah, if we lose to Illinois and we're 2-2 we're two and two, and now we got Michigan State and then followed by Michigan. all to me, like, I'm more I'm, I, I'm more concerned about our path to six wins. See, I, I get what you're saying, but like I'll be, I'll be equally excited if we – are playing in a bowl game as I would be if somehow we win eight games. Like, well, and we start out three and zero. What does Oklahoma do to us if, if it's kind of a brutal game and we don't come out very well? Do we have any momentum into Michigan State, or is that something we can I don't flip think the switch and beat Michigan State? Northwestern, we almost have more wins at Northwestern than when Northwestern comes to up. We'll, we'll lose to Oklahoma. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say to me those like. It's weird how I'm thinking about it, but I think it would be best undefeated, go to Oklahoma, perform better than expected, and then kind of have a chip on their shoulder. Yeah. If Nebraska some you know started off with their wins, then go to go to Oklahoma and and win that game, then I would almost be more worried that they're going to yeah. lose to Michigan yeah. State, and there'd be some like emotional hangover, yeah. and then it would be worse. I think we'll. We'll kind of get knocked around by Oklahoma, and then we'll see Michigan State as, yeah. oh, all right, these guys are on our, our level. But, let's, and let's I know go. Oklahoma is like People a perennial like national, national championship, championship, but like, I don't know. I honestly just do not respect the Big 12 way of playing football. And so. But you haven't watched the Big 12 because it, there's a lot of defense. He watches Roseanne. There's yeah. a lot of defense in the Big 12 the last two years. No, I like it's just it's the brands, it's the but obviously Oklahoma is a different beast yeah. in there. Yeah. Plus, you're gonna have like if we're three and oh, and they're whatever they are, two and oh, like you're gonna see, you're gonna have to hear, especially around here, all of the the game of the century and like the the crouch pass and, and all of those you're gonna start seeing, which is gonna be pretty exciting. So it's not like Oklahoma's going to come in because I would assume fans of Oklahoma, if maybe the players don't really know, but the fans of Oklahoma are just as diehard and loyal as yeah. Nebraska. Oh, so yeah. it's it's still going to have some cachet. You, you mentioned the game of the century, and now I feel like we're going to build it up a lot and then just get murdered. Well, except for the fact it's at 11 a.m. Yeah, like, if the nation respected it and it respected us, it would be at least a 5 o'clock. Well, and like – we're playing two teams that on any given week has a chance of blowing any other team out in, in Ohio State and Oklahoma just because the way they play and the athletes that they have. So 
I'm not saying that's not possible, but like, let's just let's do this, okay? Think about the 12 game schedule that we have. Let's go ceiling and floor, okay? Looking at the, the record, what do you think the worst possible uh, record would be, and what's what's the highest ceiling you think we have? Worst is four. Four and eight. I, say, I don't think I we could do worse than four. Wins. I say three. Okay, so and they are the first three because. If we lose to Michigan State, Northwestern loses a lot, but it's not like they always have all stars to replace. It's blue chip or blue yeah, chip guys. Michigan, Minnesota, blue collar guys, not blue chip guys. Blue chip is like really good, isn't it? Yeah, not the blue collar guys. Shaquille O'Neal was a blue chipper yeah. in the movie Blue Chips. But I like, watched that movie and I still to this day don't understand what blue chip means. Yeah. Like a blue chip recruit. I don't know where it comes <laughs> from, but it was like I the old NCAA blue. recruiting right there. But Minnesota, we haven't shown to be real great against Purdue. Maybe that that's four. Screw them and their models. But as soon as and their coach, if we're not going very well, and then get blown out by Ohio State through the air, get blown out by Wisconsin on the ground, and now we have Iowa. Who, like, yeah, yeah you should be able to get for, for Iowa. But if you just got boat raced offensively through the air and on the ground, I don't yeah. know. I see three and nine potentially. So. You have a floor of four and eight. I, yeah, no, he actually convinced me. I think it's three. Three and nine. Okay, so then what's your guys' ceiling then? My ceiling's obvious, only like seven. I, so I seven think the five. most games we could possibly win is seven, seven games. Okay, so we have three and nine to seven and five. Seven and five. Your, your, pa- your path to eight is just I'm, too I'm optimistic. excited. I think Brandon and I, I think we're going to be on the same, same wavelength here. So, Brandon – what do you think would be more exciting to, to know what your floor is, if we agree, or what your ceiling is? Um, I don't know. I think it would be equally excited. I don't know. Okay. So what do you think our absolute ceiling would be? I'm going to say absolute ceiling. Can I use a point five? Can I go Can I go 8.5? Yeah. Because I'm moral victory. Because that brings I'm, the possibility of nine. Toward, I'm leaning towards eight. Um so but I, I kind of want to say nine too. Yeah, my my ceiling, and again, this is like if everything broke our way on a particular season, like, and that's it's not like we're saying that hey, like we have a team that's has a, a outside shot of going twelve and zero. Like we're saying that there's games on our schedule we're gonna lose. My app, my ceiling is nine and three. Like I think that's the best we can possibly so do. So when you so Ohio State, Oklahoma. What was your floor? That I'm. I'm kind of interested to oh, see what yeah, Brandon real, that, yeah. real quick, though, Oklahoma State, Ohio State, uh, Oklahoma, Ohio State, what's yeah, that third? I don't just one scattered in. It could be. Is it that Wisconsin, uh, Iowa, or I, is that Michigan my, State, Michigan? No, mine would have been like maybe we lose if we can win one of those last three games. Same here, too. Like I'm thinking Iowa yeah. is something we could do. Yeah, yeah. If we're sitting at 8 and 2 going into Iowa, they're 8 and 2, and or I guess it would be 5 yeah. and 2. Eight and three. Eight and three, yeah. Okay, so Brandon, what do you think our floor is? For the floor, I'm just going to say four just because that seems to be our bad. You know yeah. what I mean? But I I Thank think you non-conference. I'm saying that's like worst case scenario four at the very worst. Oh, my floor, I don't – and this is me being the eternal optimist. I don't see us this year – Unless something major happens. Obviously, if Martinez gets hurt in game one, all these things change, and this podcast is irrelevant. But I don't, I well, don't see not us. not irrelevant. Let's not say irrelevant. I don't see us 
going worse than six and six. Oh my god! But that I, can, I mean I that's what okay. Vegas but what is. what was your ceiling? Nine. So you can talk yourself into us winning nine games, but you can't talk yourself into us winning less than six games. No. Can I say the exact opposite argument for you? Like, you you can't in any realm of possibility think that we're gonna win more than seven games. Like, no. You can't you can't three tell and one, me three and one. At best, I think we split Michigan, Michigan State. Look at our See, records I, over I the last. Western Minnesota. I think for I think sure Nebraska beats Michigan and Michigan State. Both like, of them. Michigan doesn't have any offense. Yeah, right? like, a, tell me what those two schools have done over the last three or four years that has been significantly better than us. Beat us. <laughs> when? Well, probably the last time we ever played them. Yeah, but that's could be five, six years ago. Okay. We have not we played Michi- Michigan. We beat Michigan State in the snow. Yeah. Last time we played Michigan State, because it was like super sloppy and it was like twenty five nineteen, and D'Antonio punted it within three minutes left in the fourth quarter, some goofy like that. So, you're saying we're three and zero? Last time we played Michigan, they killed us because all I can remember is uh, Winovich or whatever with the long blonde hair come off the edge and murdering Adrian Martinez freshman year. I all I care about is game one. Everything else is. Fall into place. Yep. <clears throat> I'm only the only ones I'm worried about. Oklahoma, PJ you know, Fleck, just because of that. Um, I just wanted to start Wisconsin because you hear a lot of hype about them yeah. this Best year, and then Ohio State. Just be, even though you know, if we played Ohio State game one this year, I would be less afraid just with you know Good new players and. And all that, but at the end of the year, Ohio State's probably going to be yeah. Where are they playing like one of the time. best teams yeah. in the country? And and obviously we've had plenty of PJ Fleck bashing on on this pod, even though I've drawn very strong conclusions <laughs> in comparisons between him and Dabo. But like I honestly think, and this is I don't pay attention to anything beyond when we play them a couple of times, like. The, the P.J. Fleck boat at Minnesota, I think, has seen its best day. Oh, like, yeah. oh. He is like, like is he's that, not a guy that's going to be at a school for 20-plus years. Like, is, is that because that recruit from Nebraska last year did not choose? Yeah, Minnesota? exactly. Avante Davidson <laughs> has proven to me that P.J. <laughs> Fleck trained. No, I, I like, just he's think. He's like Jim Harbaugh. You, people get sick of him. Yeah, yeah, he wears people out when it's, when it's, awesome, when it's going well. It's awesome when he's when you're winning him sprinting up and down the field like he's oh I want to see him start losing an injury away from getting in the game yeah. like yeah, again that's, that's all awesome in that start but then I promise you just like Nebraska has done like and maybe it's not this year maybe they boat race us but whenever they decide to move on to PJ Fleck you're gonna see a a complete opposite hire just like Nebraska did with Pelini and Riley. You're going to have a, a guy who's strict, quiet, and goes by the book with no – so, I don't know. Like I said, I, I'm an eternal optimistic, and I think that's exactly what you should be every year when your team's sitting at 0-0 on the verge of a season uh, because we've talked before, if, if I'm, even before last year, and we're playing Ohio State 
game one. Like, if you can't convince yourself that oh, you're going to have a successful team. Then why didn't you say we're 12-0? Because you're still you're not very optimistic if you don't think we can win every game we play. <laughs> oh, there you go. Maybe we are twelve zero. So Nebraska will be in the title picture this year, but those title pictures will be the comparison of how Oklahoma beat Nebraska versus how Ohio State beat Nebraska. There'll be a lot of highlights. <laughs> Comparative schedule. No, we are twelve days away from Husker football. Eleven days stoked, away from man. high school football. In the, it's in it's in the the passing lane here as we get ever closer. It's been good to talk about though. It's yeah. one thing when we talk recruiting because I know Danny loves talking recruiting. It's another thing to talk about the schedule and things like that as we hit June oh. and July. But we are in the middle of August. We're, we're on the cusp of hypothetical moving into reality. Yeah, yeah, and and it, it's it's just it's fun when. That calendar turns because, yeah, I listen to Husker Radio all through the summer, and I, I always kind of try to keep tabs on the different things as we go through, but by the time August hits, a lot of the stuff that they talked about in May is irrelevant because some of those guys have moved on, some of those guys have changed positions and all that stuff, but here we are. We, we pretty much got our team. The depth chart's pretty much set, and, you know, we're, we're right there. What else? <laughs> Dan, do you have an extra point tonight for us? Yeah, I know. Last year, I talked a lot about uh, the early eleven o'clock start, and I just want to just want to give a, a shout out preseason to the eleven o'clock games. Uh, if, you're, if your team's in that time slot, <laughs> or if you're around on a Saturday morning, get up, get your coffee, <laughs> take a dog for for a walk, and settle in and enjoy those uh, those early games. They're fun. So what do you do for like the three and a half hours? Because that's not a three hour walk with your dog. Oh, I don't get up that early. Oh. Nine o'clock. I thought I thought old men got up, drink their No, coffee. I go to bed early and then I <laughs> sleep a little later. <laughs> I don't know. Just like a nice casual start to the day and settle in. I can't wait till there's a little bit of a crisp in the air. It's been so hot for yeah. so long now. Like just that yep. thing, like you drink coffee not because you need the energy, but you drink coffee because it's kind of cool outside, yep. and you actually have to put a long sleeve shirt on. I can't wait. Two, two. Oh, okay, I have another extra point. Two things I'm committing to this year. We talked about it earlier uh, when the when the Army Navy game uh, is getting hyped, and they come out with the cool uniforms and, and they sell the cool hoodies. I'm getting one this year, and then uh, last year I committed to starting to 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 celebrate the holidays early in November instead of waiting till after Thanksgiving. And I'm going to do that again this year. So uh, Army-Navy game, 11 o'clock starts, and might as well be the holiday season now. (laughs) That that was going to be my follow-up question because obviously school starts. It is kind of a a sad. And Daddy's Home 2 is the best uh, Christmas movie. (laughs) Uh, it's, It's not a sad time of year, but. We are going from kind of being able to do whatever we want to for a stretch to now actually having to be responsible. So it's a little bit of a, a downer. Um, honestly, how early do you start, like, kind of getting that holiday cheer? Because I've already kind of made the the comment to my wife. It's like, okay, what are we going to get the boys for Christmas? And, like, ah, it's like Christmas is it's, it's around the corner, like, School hasn't started. It's still 100 degrees out. Like, when does that really 
set in. Well, Brandon, aren't you pumpkin spice? Pumpkin spice latte, I believe, starts being available in some places this weekend. I've seen seen some Oktoberfest beers, so So I kind of fits in there. I am like, I'm like full. Do you consider that holiday season or like a transition season? I used to consider it transition, but now I lump it into the holidays. You know, it's a it's a festive time. You know, I don't harvest or have a farm, but uh, (laughs) you know, I, I like to pretend that I did. You know, and like just all this cool stuff going around. Hay rack rides, just hay rack rides. I mean everything. Don't put the safety bars on the on the <laughs> hay rack rides. Yeah, Brandon, if you don't mind, I might I might jump in on pumpkin spice season with you too. Uh, absolutely, I'd be happy to have you on board. All right, <laughs> thank you. As early as next week. <laughs> See now, like I can't say I'm excited for school. It, but... It's like, it's 90 degrees in this room we're in right now, but. <laughs> But talking spice. about it is cooling <laughs> yeah. me off. Like I, I, I I'm wearing a sweater next week. <laughs> I see my breath. <laughs> I, not because of the humidity, no. Yeah, it's, it's I can't say I'm ex- excited for school, but Danny being next door in my classroom, like he, he kind of got back to the normal Whitney Kaminsky summer schedule. So, like during COVID, we actually got to hang out, play a lot of golf. We we did a lot of just random, I don't know, yeah. I guess, just adventures. This summer, I didn't get to see him. So now just, like, like I said, walking into the classroom and saying, like, just kind of getting that Fast Food Friday going. Yeah, maybe a burrito on a Monday. Maybe a little burrito bet. Like, like I said, it, then he just getting the excitement going. Man, now I'm, at, I'm, at, I'm back. I'm, I'm back. looking forward to our first burrito bet. We need to, we need to check, the, yeah. check the schedule, see what we got. Yeah. No. Well, any extra points to finalize that finalize this bad boy? Andy, you got anything? You want to make any pledges for the for the year or well, anything you're pretty excited I'm about? Of, I'm kind of big dog now at the high school level because I because your mustache that that is on point. Thank you. <laughs> I wish we had a YouTube video up of this just that way everybody could see the uh, the stash coming in. But kind of a big deal now because I'm like the home run. Homeroom president, not home run, homeroom president. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I have a big title. I'm pretty much admin. So Yeah, where's pretty, hats? Yeah, yeah. That, that's actually going to be my extra point. So, Brandon, if you have one, um, um, I'll, I'll come after you because I have just a quick last question. Mine, without like getting too heavy into it, just no, a, get heavy. a real disappointment oh. of uh, Nebraska Cornhuskers alternate uniform <laughs> unveiling. <laughs> Yes. Um, yes. Just totally botched it, you know, and I think it. I think it's terrible how they did it. And Invited people and then no actual reveal. Yeah, I so think they do. I think it was what was, awful. That was down by half. But did they actually show? Yeah. Were they people that it, were there? It said did they see the people? Yeah. So they actually saw what they looked like. Yeah, which is not normally how I would. But have they leaked any information of like descriptions? Uh, one just person kind of gave like a text. It kind of looks like a big red. No. <laughs> And or that's a little the other red, thing. Little yeah. Red. So then all, and then some people think that's real, and then you know it's just like, I think. It what was if stupid. it was real, and then everyone made fun of it, and oh. then they're like, okay, let's let's pretend like that wasn't. So it. then you're gonna say there's kids in third world countries gonna be wearing these yeah. awful <laughs> alternate uniforms because they're they're already made, like obviously. Yeah. Do you want them to be? Do you want them to be uh, Oklahoma game of the century throwback? 
Or would you rather have it be for another game and something different? I would love those old shoulder stripes, you know, yeah. and, the, and, and the U. Like, they didn't all have that at that time, but some of them still did from the year before. I wouldn't mind a throwback every now and then. Do you want it to be for the Oklahoma game? I'm if sick of us picking, like, the best team we play in a year and having throwbacks and then I would we beat not. UCLA with some cool ones. That Because that game is going to have enough buzz that we don't have to add buzz to it. Like, All right, so yeah. pick your pick your throwback uniform home and is, game. And is it going to be a – is it a home game for sure? I heard that well, it's going to be for them. the September 11th anniversary game. Oh, okay. And that it's got um, – gray and white camo jerseys and the helmets were white with like a gray face mask and it has an N and a U but block style N and a U on the helmet. So is that now, so you did hear that's at, whether that's accurate or not, that's just what somebody had posted who said they saw it. So that would have been Buffalo. Buffalo would have been a, maybe a guess of mine, but I would have probably said Northwestern. Yeah, I feel like it's always Northwestern. And that could be what it is. That's just one thing I've read. Is Northwestern still Adidas or are they Under Armour now? They're Under Armour. Okay. Because a lot of times it's Adidas. Well, it's paired up. Like the the other team has an alternate, so do we. Well, and the thing about Buffalo. Michigan might be fun. When Lance Leifold was the head coach of Buffalo, he used to coach in Nebraska. So that would be kind of a cool connection, but now that he's at Kansas. Yeah, I, and I know it's been a, a long time since he's been there, but how crazy would it have been if Turner Gill was still yeah. coaching at Buffalo? Cool. And coming. Well, it's funny because KU, a lot of the fans who didn't really follow Lance Leipold were super upset because Turner Gill came from Buffalo and went straight to Kansas, and they go, oh, here we go, hiring another Buffalo coach. <laughs> and like, well, a little bit different than Turner Gill. Mm. Wow. All right, so my last final point. Extra point, Kyle. Extra point. So we were at our, our staff meeting, and we were buzzing through it for about an hour. And <laughs> one of the the final comments that the principal saved to the end uh, to make sure that there weren't too many questions and too many issues with was uh, their insistence of making sure that the dress code was followed. Point of emphasis. And that not cell phones. It not. was, and then it was balanced between both the male and the female students because Don't obviously, yes, you can't just target short skirts and short shirts and spaghetti straps. Like you have to balance it. So the point of emphasis was making sure we did not allow hats. That's fair. That's in our fair. school building, and it's it's in the it's handbook. A, yep, and it's a rule as old as time. You walk in a building. You take your hat off. Yep. Nobody really knows why. Yep, exactly. That's that's always the argument. Like, well, why? Why? And because it's the way it's always been. And so you look around the room, and everybody's kind of shaking in agreement. I was too. I was like, and, yeah, get those and hats Danny, off. Danny, who I'm sitting next to, points back or kind of like draws my attention to uh, Andy, and he's like, you, "Why is Andy the only person in the room?" I said, hat. do you think he's looked around and seen that he's the only one here wearing a hat? <laughs> and and this question was asked, and then immediately followed by all three principals <laughs> explaining how strident and strongly they felt about it doesn't matter where, yeah. who, or why. I was waiting for him to take it off, and then he did. Why, like, yeah. hats are not allowed. doesn't matter if it's your student. doesn't matter if it's somebody else's student, hallways, gym. No hats in school. 
And Andy never realized never or flinched. never thought about never taking flinched. his hat off. No. So here's my extra point, and it leads to the final question. Okay, and, and then we can be done. And yeah, I got to go home. What would have had to happen for you to take <laughs> your hat off? That's a great question. Uh, the head principal actually like, no, I'm serious. I need you to take that off. Like because in every meeting, I'm always the butt of jokes because I'm Because your last name? Yep. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Uh, but like, just because I'm not serious, I don't have a serious bone in my body. So I joke with them. They joke with me. Yada, yada, yada. I would have had to have like a, you can tell when something like a parent's upset or like that flip switch, you go, oh, I really messed up. Like, hey, no, like this is a not a laughing matter. I need your hat type of deal. One of the principals did say, well, I'm currently giving the side eye yeah. to Andy. And to me, because... <laughs> That particular principal is a really nice guy. Like, to me, that was him saying <laughs> in no certain terms. I felt tension. Will I you please tension. take that off? So we had a meeting in the afternoon. I, I, I love faculty meetings. I was. We had a meeting in the afternoon with the two assistant principals who were the ones who were like... Please tell me you still had your hat on. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, I did. <laughs> I did that Heck yes, I did. And, again, it was three or four jokes about, hey, we got to build a relationship. I need you to take that hat off. And what did I do? jokes does it take, dude? <laughs> it's just like, like, nobody think likes he, to hey, make things awkward. Let's make predictions right now. Do you think Andy wears a hat to school tomorrow? I won't because we don't have morning <laughs> practice. Oh, so it all has to do with you. Yeah, know, because I don't want to do my hair for football. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I you know like, football coaches do what they want. Our, our <laughs> principals, in terms of how they treat faculty, are very nice, very unconfrontational because they know everything that we have to go through on a day-to-day -day basis. So they do not like making mountains out of molehills or whatever the phrase is. Hat racks. Just takes one to abuse it. But <laughs> it, honestly, like that which, which was is, them being so. How, what is the word like? Because it wasn't passive, the, passive aggressive, but it was like uh, like you were being like what's aggressive the passive. Yeah, what what did that kid have that the, we both had in class where like he was defiant, but it was like he was like reserved in it. It's, there's like a phrase. There's like a, a documented phrase of. What's a molehill anyway? And do they actually become mountains? No. Well, it depends on you're, you're making this little mound of dirt that's really not that big of a deal seem like it's a giant rocky. Mountain. Okay. Optional defiance? Is that the phrase I'm looking for? I don't know what it is. Oh. Anyways, we pretty should big edit this out. Pretty, well, big, pretty big or sure. But, anyways, that was my question. Like, what would have actually had to happen? Because there's multiple comments right. made. Multiple glances the, from multiple people. The only other teacher who wears hats consistently did not have his hat on the whole meeting, so I probably. So of course, so that meant he definitely <laughs> felt the ire. Yeah. Of yeah. But no, I was just wondering, like, what would have well, had to. Here's the last, last, last one. Uh, Maggie just told me it's 10:30. Uh, extra point. Don't suck. We out. Yeah. Bye.